Hello, and welcome to the Valent Podcast. I'm Mark Wilkins, Technology and Training Director at Valent, and I'm delighted to be your host for this episode of the podcast. In this special episode, we're going to be looking at low-carbon technology landscape. Now, you're probably asking what makes this episode special. And in short, it's because every single question we cover has come from installers. Why, you might be thinking. Well, in truth, when it came to working up the script for this episode and the areas we wanted to cover, we came away with more questions than we had answers. So that's why we turned to social media to ask a series of questions and polls to better understand the questions and topics which are important to installers. So from what is needed to become an MCS certified installer to having conversations with customers on low carbon heating technologies and system design considerations, this episode of the podcast has it covered. And to answer some of your questions, as ever, I'm pleased to be joined by some great guests today. Joining me are Mark Barson, Systems and Future Product Portfolio Manager with Valent, Ian Rippon, Chief Executive Officer of MCS, or the Microgeneration Certification Scheme, and Pete Carruthers, owner of PA Carruthers, who have been installing heat pumps for a number of years. So I'm going to pass across to Mark Barson and ask uh, Mark if you can kick off this episode by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit more about your role at Valent, please. Yes, thanks, Mark. So my name is Mark Barson. I've been with Valent 37 years. I've developed my role through R&D, product management, system technologies, and latterly around heat pumps and renewable systems. Thanks, Mark. We're going to cross over to uh, to Ian now. Ian, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at MCS, please? Hi, Mark. Yeah, and great to be part of the podcast. So I'm Ian Rippin. I'm the chief exec, as you say, of the Microgeneration Certification Scheme. MCS for sure. And I'm, I've been in the role just over three years now. And um, I think it'd be fair to say that MCS is, is not universally liked, um, especially by those contractors who we, we need to take to task. But um, my background is in certification, product product testing, that kind of thing. Um, so hopefully I'm qualified to do, to do the role. And, and at MCS, my focus is on three things, really. Um, consumer confidence, consumers who are making an investment in things like heat pumps for their homes, being a custodian of the sector standards that are not written by MCS, they're written by uh, a small army of volunteers, technical experts in their field. And perhaps most recently, we've been concerned with competency and training. So that's me. Thanks, Ian. And last, but by no means least, Peter, can you introduce yourself, please, and tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mark. My name's Pete Crothers. Um, I own a a plumbing and heating company uh, in Mid Wales, uh, comprises of myself, uh, three plumbers and an apprentice. Uh, Majority of our work is is domestic work, um, and we specialise in renewables, mainly air and ground source heat pumps. Thanks, Peter. Okay, a good place to start, I guess, is at the beginning. So, Mark, my first question is coming to you. Low-carbon heating has been making big waves in the media of late. Can you give us a brief overview of why that is, please? Yes, so the government's got uh, ambitious targets this uh, decade to install heat pumps. One of the main targets is around 600,000 heat pumps by 28. It's also got longer-term ambitions and policies to decarbonise the whole of the UK, all sectors, by 2050. And this has raised the awareness within the heating industry in particular, uh, as this is a major contributor to uh, some of the emissions that the UK government wants to reduce. And therefore, from the heating industry side of it, we need to look at alternatives and renewable heating is one of those alternatives. 
Thanks, Mark. It's, it's very insightful. I'm, I'm guessing there that the government policy, uh, climate change and decarbonisation targets, and, and more recently, the energy crisis, are really driving this. Yeah, yeah, they are indeed. Thanks, Mark. That's very insightful. So I guess government decarbonisation targets, climate change, and the ongoing energy crisis are all key drivers at the moment. Well, we know the drivers. So can you tell us why it's important that installers are familiar with low carbon heating systems? Yeah, sure. So the heating system in people's homes is going to change over a period of time away from fossil fuel, the traditional boilers with natural gas, oil and LPG. Uh, and we're going to move and migrate towards renewable systems, uh, heat pumps, air water and ground source, mainly air water as seen as the no regret solution by government. And so it's important that installers go on that journey, that governments planning with the ambitions to install heat pumps to transform their business from traditional fossil fuels into a more renewable, sustainable business for the future. Thanks, Mark. One of the things I'm aware of is the move towards low temperature heating systems and and how that's increasing. And and I know that's going to be the subject of a a separate podcast that will will follow up shortly. But is there anything you can add on, on the move to low temperature systems? Yeah, I mean... Air water heat pumps are a lot more efficient with lower temperature heating systems. And this is okay in new build where you can do complete designs so that the radiators are operating at lower temperatures around the 55 degree or lower flow temperature. But also we need to look at those existing homes which have got traditional boilers in with higher flow temperatures and make those suitable for heat pumps in the future by making them heat pump ready today. And, of course, that also benefits traditional condensing boilers as well. Yes, of course, yeah. The lower you can do the flow temperature, the more efficient a traditional condensing boiler can be, and it prepares the property for renewables in the future. Thanks, Mark. As I say, that's the subject of a more detailed podcast, which will be uh, coming up shortly. Peter, as someone that's already familiar with installing heat pumps, can I ask you to tell us a little bit about your business, please, and and how and when you transition to, to heat pumps? I started uh, as a plumbing apprentice in 1986, working for my father. Um, I then went on and started my own business in 1994, which mainly comprised of fitting oil-fired boilers at the time. In 2006, I installed uh, our first ground source heat pump in my own property, uh, using myself as a guinea pig. Um, that, that attracted immediate interest from my customers, and we received a number of orders off the back of, of that installation. We live in a rural area that's well suited for heat pumps, especially ground source heat pumps. Um, most of the properties around here have got a bit of land attached to the to the house. And um, we're quite lucky here that 95% of all our work comes from word of mouth. Um, and um, heat pumps now uh, are sort of make up 80% of, of all our work, all our workload. Thanks, Peter. Um, quick question for you. You are an MCS registered business, is that correct? I am, yeah. I've been registered, MCS registered since I think it was 2010. Okay, we'll uh, we'll explore the um, the, the processes that you went through to to get the MCS accreditation later on, but um, thank you for that. It's always great to hear from from a business who are already successfully installing low-carbon heating systems such as heat pumps, and now I think it's a good place to cover off how installers can take their first steps on the journey to low-carbon heating solutions. As homeowners become more environmentally conscious, the adoption of low-carbon technologies is going to increase. And when you couple that with some of the financial incentives available to homeowners, such as the recently launched Boiler Upgrade Scheme, or BUS for short, it's important that installers invest now so as not to risk missing out. 
Interestingly, when we asked installers how familiar they were with bus or the boiler upgrade scheme, two thirds admitted that they were unfamiliar. So let's start there. Mark, this one's for you. Can you give us an overview of the boiler upgrade scheme, please? Yeah, so the boiler upgrade scheme uh, will replace what has been the renewable heating incentive. So the renewable heating incentive has been running for a number of years and is based on the amount of renewable heat that's generated in a property. Uh, and payment is made over seven years. The boiler upgrade scheme is a voucher scheme. So it's a different approach. It's a voucher of uh, £5,000 for air source or £6,000 for ground source. And that voucher is paid up front to the installer. So the money is subtracted from the overall bill that the consumer has to pay. Thanks, Mark. To access the, the boiler upgrade scheme, does the installer have to be accredited in any special way? So yes, the installer needs to be uh, MCS accredited to access the boiler upgrade scheme. Great. Thank you, Mark. So carrying on from there, Peter, as somebody is out in the real world installing heat pumps, can I ask you how important homeowner incentives like the boiler upgrade scheme are to your business? I think they're very important, Mark. Um, the RHI was instrumental in driving um, heat pump sales. Uh, it it bridged what could be quite a large financial gap um, between, um, in our area, your, your choices were either to have oil, oil-fired heating, or, or a heat pump, and it bridged that gap for customers. Um, I think the, um, the, the bus scheme is not quite as good or very poor in comparison to the RHI but it, it is still giving customers an incentive um, and we are still seeing a big interest in heat pumps at this time. Excellent thank you Pete. Just to, to summarise then so the boiler upgrade scheme is a scheme that went live on April 1st it is a scheme that will run across a period of time um, three years I believe Mark. Yep that's right Okay, so it runs across three years and it's a voucher-based scheme to help with the upfront costs of the installation of a heat pump in, in our particular case. Some other technologies are also available, giving £5,000 um, funding towards an air-sourced heat pump and £6,000 funding towards a ground-sourced heat pump. And the installer has to be MCS accredited in order to access the grant scheme. Correct? Yep, that's right. Perfect. Okay. So we talk a lot about MCS and uh, we're very lucky today to have um, somebody with us that's uh, quite knowledgeable on the subject. So Ian, I'm going to come across to you. Mark has made an interesting point there about installers needing to be MCS certified before they can take advantage of the boiler upgrade scheme. And it leads me nicely onto our next question. We've had lots of questions from installers when we were doing our uh, social media surveys in advance of this uh, podcast on MCS accreditation. What it is, how they can become accredited. In fact, when we asked, just 25% of them said they knew what was needed to become certified. So can you give us some insight here, please? Yeah, sure, Mark, absolutely. Uh, in fact, 25% is probably higher than I would have expected. Um, so I think the first thing to say is that it is a common misconception that MCS requires a business to operate lots of policies and office paperwork. And in fact, what MCS requires of your business, because it's a business-based certification, is for you to be able to demonstrate how you manage quality every time for every customer uh, for the work that you perform. And so that you have those suitable 
policies, procedures, if you like, in place, but proportionate to the your business size and activities. So if you're a sole trader, you know, it's you doing the work. So that's the way you manage quality. So over, over the time I've been at MCS, we've been busy behind the scenes in terms of trying to simplify the standards. And later this year, we'll, we'll release a more automated, guided process, I guess, in terms of how an installer can achieve and maintain MCS certification. And, and you're hearing it here first, we, we call this the MCS wizard. If you're already running a successful business and you're thinking about becoming MCS certified and want to take advantage of the BOSS scheme, uh, you most likely have some, if not all, of the things that you need in place already. So first step is making sure you've got the technical competency in your business. So training skills, experience, um, behaviours, I guess, they're all key, number one. Number two, you need to be familiar with the standards. And if you're fitting heat pumps, there's a heat pump technical standard you'll need to get your head around. But you'll also need to comply with the general scheme rules, and they're written in MCS 001. So once you've satisfied yourself, you've got that technical knowledge in your business, you understand what MCS wants from you in terms of how you manage your quality, then you need to think about joining a consumer code, which is about protecting consumers and making an application for MCS through to a certification body. But all of that, if you sat there thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to remember all of that. The MCS help desk is there to help. So really nice folks in MCS, I promise you, um, give them a call and they will hold your hand through the whole process. Thanks, Ian. Um, th- there's a few things to, to, to pick up on there. And, and the first one that I, I pull out of that is is um, the phrase managing quality, but in a manner that's appropriate to your business. It doesn't need to be a convoluted thousands of pages of documentation. It's apt to your business, correct? That, that's absolutely right. And I think the, the, the issue, I guess, in the past has been um, we, we tend to focus in on these office-based systems and people say, well, Ian, isn't, isn't it just all about paperwork? And it, it can't be because it's actually the outcomes we're looking for. Are you delivering great quality installations all of the time? So we are working hard with our certification bodies to, to make sure that that is the focus versus doing lots of audits on offices. I mean, there is an element of that, but we need to make sure that the business can manage quality and especially as it grows and that's happening for a lot of businesses right now so um yeah outcomes technical competency that's that's what mcs is is really all about brilliant thanks Ian. i've heard the phrase mcs wizard before and i have to be honest i always thought people were referring to you but we'll, um, we'll see what comes later in the year <laughs> sort of harry potter-esque <laughs> yeah Okay. The other the other point you you make there is about competence, and and the, the listeners that have, have heard my podcast before will know that I cannot let training go without some uh, shameless plug for what we do here at Valent. Now, for everybody listening, we do have a comprehensive training package that we offer to customers that covers regulated courses, level three courses. Um, across uh, unvented hot water, energy efficiency, water regulations, soon to come low temperature uh, design courses, and soon to come some updated heat pump courses as well. We offer those in a blended learning approach where we we do a bit of theory online and you get the chance to come in and play with the equipment in the centres of excellence that we have around the country as well. 
and we are defining a, a journey that will take you from from almost zero to heat pump hero in terms of uh, of learning for anybody that wants to transition into to, into heat pumps from uh, more traditional plumbing and, and heating worlds. So that's enough of a shameless plug on training from me for for the moment. Um, Peter, coming across to you, um, can you tell us a little bit about your own journey towards MCS accreditation, please? Um, yeah, sure, Mark. Um, I, as I said earlier, I became MCS accredited in, in 2010. Um, at the time, uh, I was doing everything as, as paper-based, so it was, it was quite hard work and uh, quite daunting. Um, a couple of years later, I, I joined Easy MCS, who um, sort of provide all the documentation you need, um, the, the design and the calculation software, which made life obviously a lot easier. Um, I think being MCS is, is definitely hugely beneficial to us as a, as a company. Uh, it has set us apart from other businesses. Um, it's increased customer confidence in us. And um, obviously the customers have to use an MCS accredited installer to access the um, financial incentives such as the RHI and, uh, and the new bus scheme. Brilliant. Thank you, Peter. Um, and would you share the view that, that Ian expressed earlier, the processes are, are appropriate to the size and manner of your business? Um, yes, I think I would, and, and especially today, because you you can um, now do uh, get get these computer based companies who who hold all the software and uh, the documents for you. It is a lot easier; makes life a lot easier now. Excellent, thank you. So, outside of incentives like the boiler upgrade scheme, what are the benefits to installers by being MCS certified? Does certification provide standards installers must follow when it comes to the installation? Are they similar to gas safe and, and boiler installations? And, and Ian, I'll come across to you to answer that one as uh, as a resident MCS expert there. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, absolutely, there's standards to follow. I mean, as I, as I said at the top of the podcast, we're the custodian of those standards, and but they're not written by MCS people. Um, in a sense, I, I sort of see them as a the bit of the rule book, but they've been developed over 15 years by over 200 independent experts. So... They, they are the standards to follow and therefore they can give you a route into them into this market so once you've understood the steps if you like um you, you're then in a good place to to join i mean i do see it as a marker quality and it's interesting that in the solar pv sector there aren't any government incentives anymore so why are people still mcs and, and a lot are and in fact volumes are, are back to where they were before the end of the feeding tariff if, if you if you know about that scheme so people are choosing to do that and then and then not least is consumer demand i mean we we get 200 calls a day to the mcs help desk typically and a lot of them are from consumers wanting uh, a trusted in, installer like the business pete rums so it's that um consumers want to see that mark want to know that there's some protection if on the rare occasion when things do go wrong they've got some backup but interesting reference to Easy MCS. I mean, I, I've been quoted as saying Easy MCS exists because MCS isn't easy. My my challenge to 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 my team and to myself is, as we go through this process of making the standards more accessible, then therefore they're more likely to be followed. Um, actually, we need to make the steps involved as simple as possible, and so there shouldn't be a need to to. 
uh, take a subscription service like, like Easy MCS. In fact, you know, later this year we'll be publishing our own documentation. All of the things in Easy MCS are based on um, the standard set, if you like, that's in MCS itself. So um, it, it, it's available. It can help, but I, I think it's an option versus a necessary part of being MCS certified. And of course, all the information for MCS is on your website. Absolutely. There, there may appear a lot of information there, but you do cover a lot of technologies. You're not just covering heat pumps, you're covering solar thermal, PV, CHP, biomass, etc. Uh, uh, yeah, the full range of technologies are there. And I, and I think it um, depends whether you, you want to do things online or whether you actually want to talk to a real person. So I'd recommend ringing the MCS help desk and they'll help you navigate to the right stuff that you're looking for um they're open for a chat anyway so you know if you've got if you've got some challenges or you're thinking what on earth does this mean best place to to talk to is the mcs help desk and as you said they're quite nice people too yeah on the whole yes they are great now off the back of the boiler upgrade scheme and the other financial incentives homeowners can access in relation to low carbon technologies including the recently announced zero percent vat on energy saving measures which includes heat pumps there will still be a number of homeowners who are unaware of or not familiar with low carbon heating solutions so in this section of the podcast we're going to take a look at how we can start having those conversations peter we recently found out that over half of our installers are not confident about talking to homeowners around low carbon heating technologies and heat pumps. Now, your business is a little different in that you mainly work in the off mains gas grid areas, as you've said, rural area, but the conversations will have some similarities. How do you start those conversations with homeowners and, and steer them to the technologies that are right for them? Um, yeah, well, I was quite lucky, as I said earlier, Mark, in that I had a heat pump installed in my own home. So straight away, I could um, sort of convey my experience of it. Um, and it, it that was a very good selling point for us. Um, it also showed customers that I had confidence in the product because I, I fitted it into my own home. And um, when I first became MCS registered, I, I would normally get inquiries for an oil-fired boiler and I would go out and meet the customer and we'd have get, have a chat and what have you. And um, if it was feasible and appropriate, I would mention the heat pumps if it was, it was appropriate for their property and sort of um, just explain the benefits of it. And uh, it sort of went from there. The majority of the customers liked the sound of it, that they, they could come and see one working in my own property. And um, like I say, the, the sort of area, area that we live in, um, most of our work is word of mouth anyway. So once we'd installed sort of two or three um, heat pumps, word of mouth got around and, and people were actually sort of phoning up then, sort of um, inquiring about them and, and actually asking for heat pumps. Okay, thank you. And Mark, can you explain a little more about some of the considerations installers should take before they have those conversations? Yeah, so in terms of moving from a fossil fuel heating system to a uh, renewable system, installers need to consider with a homeowner whether the home is completely suitable as it is for those new heating measures, if it's got the appropriate level of insulation on there to reduce the heat loss, uh, the type of fuel that it's looking to replace and the cost of that fuel as well, and also the position and siting of the new uh, renewable heating equipment. Uh, and this conversation should be with the installer and the homeowner so the homeowner is fully aware of the changes that need to be taken place. Also a review of the 
a heat emitter system, the radiators, checking the heat loss in the rooms and making sure they've got adequate heat emitters in those rooms to give the desired temperatures that the homeowner is looking for. Staying with homeowner support, Ian, is MCS doing anything to help educate homeowners on the topic of low carbon heating? Yeah, absolutely, Mark. So um, as I say, MCS takes a, a high volume of calls from consumers um, as homeowners. So some of them at the very start of the journey, they're trying to understand whether the technology is right for their property. So we see ourselves as a bit of a, a conduit into the MCS installer community. We're not technical experts in the same way Pete is. Um, so what we want to do is connect a homeowner with um, an installer that can actually understand the, the situation that they're in and, and and prescribe the right solution for them. It's not sort of a one-size-fits-all. And I think that's the point about renewable heat and heat pumps. It's got to be designed right for the building, for the circumstances. Um, and so... What better than using an MCS certified installer to come to your home and understand what you need? Uh, that's the best way to proceed. Thanks, Ian. So really, it's about quality, raising standards and protecting the consumer, then working in partnership with the membership, the, the installers, to to give the technical solutions to to the customer. Absolutely. And, and I think... It, using the right equipment as well because MCS incorporates product standards so using uh, the right devices high quality devices from your good selves is is absolutely the right thing to do so an MCS certified contractor must use an MCS certified product and a Valiant product is absolutely on that list. Excellent. Thanks, Ian. Um, Peter, I think one of the biggest challenges the industry is facing is shifting consumer perception from the distress purchase mentality, leaving it till it breaks down, towards a more proactive, positive, forward-thinking replacement cycle. Can you give us some insight here on, on how you're navigating this shift with homeowners, please? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I, we've definitely seen a stark change in um, customer attitude towards heat pumps in the last 12 months or so. Um, the sort of awareness of heat pumps has increased dramatically, and I, that's probably through um, the sort of media coverage of late and, and environmental issues. And I think customers are seeing that heat pumps are a viable option to uh, fossil fuels. Um, and then the um, giving Valent a plug now, the, the Arathone Plus air source heat pump has changed things a lot as well. That's um, very quiet and efficient. Um, it gets customers hot water up to 60, 65 degrees if they so want, and it's more efficient than what a ground source heat pump is. Um, so all those things have sort of um, helped things along, really. Thanks, Peter. Encouragingly, when we surveyed installers recently, more than half said they felt that installing low-carbon technology was for all installers and not just specially trained companies, which is great news if we're going to achieve net zero carbon, as it's going to be our existing installer base who will play a huge part in facilitating this change. In the final section of the podcast, I'd like to come to you all individually to hear your top tips for any installers listening who are thinking, hmm, this sounds great, but where do I start? So we'll go to Mark first of all. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, for those installers looking to embark on the journey to low-carbon technology heating, heat pumps in particular, you know, look towards manufacturers in the first instance. They can supply courses on low-carbon technologies, uh, introductions into these technologies, or give an insight for the installer 
um, the type of products that are going to be fitted in the future. Uh, and if they continue to have the interest in that area, there are a number of courses which manufacturers and others do, low temperature courses and heat pump courses, that they can do by a blended learning approach, um, some of which is in their own time, uh, and then come into manufacturers' centres to do uh, hands-on training as well. So I'd encourage them to get involved with manufacturers, Mark. Thank you. Um, and Ian, your top tip or tips? I think my top tip would be, now's the time. Uh, it really is. The, the amount of interest in in heat pumps has, has never been higher. I mean, I can't believe that the amount of press coverage that heat pumps are getting some of it not always that flattering but actually um it is a topic of conversation probably not over every dinner table but where the interest in the technology is is growing every single day and so i'd say don't get left behind um if you're already an installer say of gas boilers or oil-fired heating as I said before, you probably, if you're a quality outfit, you've probably got most of the things that MCS is looking for from you. So don't be afraid. Take the training. Um, and yeah, come, come, come and join the sector that's going to grow really significantly over the next 10 years. It's an exciting time. Thanks, Ian. And, and just to sort of pick up on that one, um, heat pumps are a dinner table conversation in my house all the time. <laughs> Usually just before the kids roll their eyes and go, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> And Peter, I think it's only right that we come to you as someone out there on a day-to-day basis installing heat pumps. How has the move into low-carbon heating changed your business? And what's the biggest piece of advice that you can give to anyone thinking of doing the same? Well, our move into renewables was, um, it's quite a slow journey, um, which, which was good for us. Um, obviously, as I said before, we fitted our first heat pump in 2006 and uh, the installations grew gradually. So we had plenty of time to adapt and to adjust um practices and what have you uh, whereas unfortunately installers are now sort of thrown in at the deep end of it um, my, my advice to them is, is first do the training um, get, get trained up because the heat pumps are a completely different mindset uh, fitting a heat pump to gas or oil boilers um, it's do the tri- training and I, I know that Ian said it's not a must but from our point of view being a, a smaller company signing up to ECMCS was, was quite a, a good thing as well it saved us a lot of time and sort of made it a little less daunting um, and yeah become MCS registered uh, and the other important thing is choose a good product and uh, a good manufacturer we went with Valent mainly because of the service backup and, and the warranty and what have you and um, yeah everything sort of just those main things really excellent thanks Pete now all three of you have have mentioned training and um, I'm not going to go into a shameless plug again probably uh, a topic for a future podcast to uh, to look specifically at the training that we offer on this one Um, it's a topic of interest that's that's growing and growing thanks everyone as ever this has been really insightful and some great discussion and I'm sure our listeners will have found the questions covered really useful The resources and training mentioned throughout today's episode will be linked in the episode description below the podcast. Once again, thanks to Mark, Ian and Peter who have given up their time to join me today and share their insights. I'm Mark Wilkins, this is The Valent Podcast and we'll see you all again soon.